plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. We always want to do it with style, don't we? Let's avoid the trends and just be stylish. Hello. Welcome, Power Partners. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. You are listening to our informational playground. That is brought to you by Be the Star You Are charity. I am Cynthia Bryan, and we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, this is the Empowerment Channel. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. Please take a look at bethestarur.org. Get involved in any way you can. We're very pleased that uh, we have um, been again rated a top-rated nonprofit. I've been honored with that as well as have our platinum status on GuideStar. So I think that these are things that you can trust. And this Miracle Moment is by Oscar Wilde. With freedom, books, flowers, and the moon, who could not be happy? (laughs) That just sounds like me. It sounds like those are the things that I really love. Uh, I love going out into the garden all the time. I like reading, and I am always howling at the moon. So I guess I am a happy camper. Well, today's show is really going to help you be happier and healthier. We're going to start off with doing some mentor milestones, and I'll be talking to you about how to um, find the right mentor or get a coach or whatever it is that you're going to need from strategy to growing pains, how to stay on topic and, um, and keep your questions Um, to a short amount so that you'll get some answers. In segment two, when it comes to exercising, many people believe that they don't hit the gym every day that they're a failure. Well, that isn't the case. And it's really all about physical movement that counts. So that could be a walk around the block, carrying groceries, dancing the samba, or, you know, anything you do. Like me, I just love gardening and and cleaning out the barn. So we're going to explore some alternative ways to get moving and stay healthy. And in segment three, it is the pursuit of happiness. It has been scientifically studied with some fascinating results. And we don't have to be singing Bobby McFerrin's song, Don't Worry, Be Happy, because our research is indicating that 50% of our happiness is determined by genetics, 10% by our circumstances, but a big 40% by our personal choices. So, We're going to learn how to choose to be happy and to be generous and to be grateful, always to be happier. So I hope that everyone is having a a great week and that you are ready to find a new way to get ahead with some of this advice of um, mentoring. So any young professional has heard that to succeed, and especially to succeed fast, that you need a mentor or someone that's going to show you the ropes and help you pave the way. But there's no doubt that for female leaders, it's probably a little bit harder sometimes. And it can be helpful if we have a mentor. Only 5% of Fortune 500 companies have a female CEO. And we know that things are changing. But still, we want to... um, we want to help all people of, of both sexes get to their career choices that they want and get to the top. Now, virtually every career path is much more complicated today than the old way it was. You know, it's you really do need a village to navigate it all because modern mentorship isn't about looking to just one person. It's about cultivating a network of people, a group of people. Uh, some might be senior to you, some may be junior to you, and some may be your peers. Uh, they could be in your company, they could be outside of it, they can be male or female. 
But having a series of diverse perspectives, it is is what is going to help you succeed. So there are new groups and technologies out there that, of course, are trying to help people. But there's um, the probably the best way is just for you to start identifying what it is you need. So you need to stop looking for a full service mentor because there's no magic. There's no one stop advisor who's going to transform your life and your career because we have to remember that we are all humans in training, and even that guide, that mentor, that coach is a fallible human being as well. So there's no such thing as a fairy godmother, but. We can consider going for specific advice that you need. So if whatever it is that you're looking for, there's going to be somebody out there that will be able to help help you with it. But the key is that you need to find that amazing man or that amazing woman who can really be that specific with you. That will help you make a a stronger team and then you'll bring your unique skill set and their unique skill set to identify your blind spots. So you can learn how to conduct yourself in meetings, with clients, uh, with management skills, whatever it is, but most people are aware that they don't know everything. So if you get into some kind of mentoring groove with someone, it's highly likely that that person can also connect you with a colleague or someone else in the network who can help you with the other skills that you need. So what do you need to do? You need to prepare, prepare, prepare. Some of the old mentoring rules of Uh, you know, years ago, they apply like needing to do your research. But there's a new way to have a leg up on this. And of course, that is through social media. If you have a coffee date on the books with someone you admire, you know, do some light digital homework. um, And that is find out if they're posting on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Find out what kind of initiative that person is launching And then look into it. Or if they are retweeting articles on a trending topic that's in your industry, make sure to read up on it so that when you do go to the meeting, you are prepared and that you are ready to have a discussion and you're not blindsided. And not only will these tidbits make for a greater conversation and great conversation starters, they're also going to open up ways that you can potentially work together. So, This is a, it's really important that you are prepared for specific questions on the challenges that you will be tackling because if you want to get ahead in your company or in your career or whatever it is that you're working on and you want great guidance, you just, you actually need to know what are some of the questions that are going to help you with your growing pains and you have to hit it off with that coach or with that mentor or with that advisor, you uh, by coming prepared to every meetup or a meeting, you will um, you know learn something from it. And it isn't about just the lessons that are learned; they're also about given you know giving and taking. You need to find ways that you can also help the person who's advising you. If you're going to give, um, if you're asking for free advice, you need to offer to help with something that the that person is giving. If you're paying for advice, then you just need to be prepared for what you are looking for. Now, mixing business and friendship, viewing mem- uh, mentorship is like kind of being on some kind of team where people are working towards a common goal. But um, if you are just focused on just using friends as your as your backup, then it definitely has to be a give and take. You want to find peers who are doing things that you want to be doing and then see what they can teach you and what you can teach them. If you um, are looking for best mentorship from coworkers, perhaps during you know during your career, you want to give each other advice. So again, it is a 
you know, I'll help you and you help me. You can ask each other questions all the time about everything from hiring to strategy. And that kind of advice can be invaluable. So you want to look to your left and look to your right and see the people sitting on either side of you. Call them coworkers or call them friends or call them mentors. But again, don't keep it one-sided. Now, don't assume that mentoring has to be formal. It can be formal. It can be as formal as hiring a specific coach or hiring a mentor that you're going to meet with, you know, once a week or a couple times a week. But if you work for a big organization or are a member of an industry group, you probably have seen emails that are having um, corporate mentorship initiatives. And what these usually are are matching programs that have the potential to be helpful, but they can also kind of be like a not a, not a, you know like a bad blind date because what you when you get on these very often you'll go online and you'll post a question and then different people will answer it. Now you maybe you don't know these people; they're just part of the organization that you belong to, so you're not perhaps sure how much of their advice to take. So again, um, like any productive relationship, the best ones are definitely more organic. And those are going to be the ones that you actually know who the person is and what it is that they're going to offer and then how you might be able to work with them or at least um, build a relationship with them so that you could perhaps be each other's potential mentors. Another great thing is to create a mentor group. I know that when I was uh, writing, working on writing my books, it was there was a group of a few of us, we're all in different professions, but we would like once a month just have 15 minutes to bounce off each other what challenges we had. And it was very good because we knew we could always be there for each other. Now, uh, just a few of the last things, how to keep your cool when your mentor is a legend. Sometimes you might end up connecting with an editor of a magazine that you that you really like or an author of a book or it could be anybody but you don't want to think that you are less than so get over that imposter syndrome it, you know what you want to do is just again be professional when someone who's directed a newsroom or published many books vouches for you then you should stop questioning your validity just to believe that we're we're all good enough you know and that's be the star you are and then be open to feedback so you know you don't want to be shy about asking for feedback but be ready to take it because sometimes that um, feedback is going to really really help you because we may think that we've already given our best but maybe we can make the best better and then pay it forward so when someone helps you, make sure that you offer to either help them or to pay it forward and to help someone else. And whatever you do, there's always someone out there, a coach or a mentor that you will be able to find that's going to help you get to where you want to go. So just be really clear on where is it that you want to go and then put your dreams and your goals and write it down and then you will get there. Believe in yourself and all the possibilities. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. For more information about Star Style, visit CynthiaBryan.com. And if you do need any um, writing, speaking, or lifestyle coaching, you can contact me through CynthiaBryan.com. I'll be back in a bit, and we're going to talk about exercising and how to keep you moving. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. Back in a bit. Be the star you are, the star you are, be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. 
Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is called. Well, we want to party on this one because one of the great things about exercising is you could just dance it off. You don't have to go to the gym. Okay, when it comes to exercise, every movement counts. And um, as most people who listen to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, they know I am not a gym rat. I have—I just don't like going to the gym. <laughs> and so I much prefer to move and walk and hike and garden you know pull weeds or play with animals or whatever it is anything but I don't want to go to the gym so for many the phrase physical activity really conjures up those sweaty runs or the power lifting sessions at the gyms but the latest guidelines support a much broader definition of what it means to be active and this includes less obvious pursuits Something like taking the stairs instead of going on an elevator, raking leaves, see this is one of my pastimes, and even bird watching. Now the bird watching actually shocked me, but I thought, hey, that sounds pretty good to me. So it's it's really a subtle shift in messaging, and it might help more Americans live longer and actually get a little bit more exercise when they stop feeling so guilty that they're not getting any. So this new physical um, activity guideline that that comes from our federal government, they were updated just a couple of months ago for the first time since 2008. And it's of course, it's still urging adults to do 75 minutes of vigorous or 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity each week plus some muscle strengthening sessions like weightlifting or yoga twice a week but only 23 percent of americans do so and a recent study found that a quarter of american adults sit for more than eight hours a day and that makes sense right because most people are working in offices and so you're probably sitting at a desk unless your desk is one of those standing ones so the addition of, a, of these simpler um, ideas and the simpler things for guidelines, which are just move, move, and sit less, is um, kind of a great thing for activity and exercise and uh, to let us know that the more we move, the healthier we're going to be. And it's going to help people Um, meet these goals. Now, one of the things that I started doing, oh, I don't know, maybe it's a, I I lose track of time, but maybe three months ago, is I started tracking my steps um, on my phone or on my watch. And it wasn't anything that I ever really thought about, because I feel like I get plenty of activity. But it was so interesting that even on days that I didn't feel like I had exercised very much, just from running up and down the hill to feed the animals and doing gardening and, again, taking stairs and doing laundry and all that, there there has been very few days in the last few months that I didn't hit at least 
12,000 steps. So that to me is rather interesting, especially in light of I am also sitting at a computer a lot because I'm writing or I'm sitting doing the radio show, although sometimes I'm standing up, jumping up and down. But I like the idea that my watch will tell me, get up and move, you know, stand up. Um, and it just and it gives me how many miles that I walk or what or whatever. So that was something I thought found really helpful. So if you don't have that on your phone or on on a Fitbit or on your watch, I, you know, you may want to check that out because you will see when you're sitting too much or when you're not getting enough exercise. Now, if more Americans just followed that credo of move more, sit less, and they, they would stand to gain some significant health benefits, including longer lives. So all this recent research suggests that activities that you'd never think of as, as exercise, like running errands or cleaning the bathroom, they still have longevity perks. So now like when I'm vacuuming, I get very excited instead of saying, oh God, I don't feel like vacuuming or I don't feel like dusting the house or mopping the floor or raking the leaves. I realize that all these things that I'm doing are actually helping me live longer. Now there was a study of older women that was published in the Journal of the American Geriatric Society in 2018 that showed that each 30-minute chunk of light activities was linked to a 12% lower risk of dying early compared with more sedentary peers. And another 2018 study found that among older men, each additional, and they didn't qualify what older meant, so may, I don't know if that's 50 and older, 60, 70, I don't know. But e- each additional half hour of light physical act- activity like walking or gardening slashed their risk of early death by 17%. Now, that's pretty big. The every movement counts is the message that Americans need to hear to get more active, and that is a definite. The fitness industry tends to keep people focused on, you know, the standard modes of activity, but that's a big hurdle. It's really hard to go to the gym or join a class, um, especially if you are working long hours or you have long commutes, and I think that's one of my reasons for not wanting to try to include a gym into my daily life is because I, I have too many hours of work and um, and I don't really want to spend more time in the car trying to go to a gym and then showering and all of that. I do have a girlfriend who literally is at the gym from four in the morning till six in the morning, zooms home for her shower to get a bite to eat and then leaves her work at seven. But she has to be in bed by eight o'clock every night. So, I mean, that doesn't sound like much fun to me, but that's her life. So that's not the life I want to live. So if you want something that's convenient and not too hard for most people that you can do in any time or any place, there are really simple things that you can do. And I'm going to talk about those in just a second. But just think about these. Even if you're standing on the subway or you're walking while you talk on the phone, rather than sit down, those couple of things can have an impact. So all these studies are showing is that easy activities, known scientifically as non-exercise activity thermogenesis or NEAT, N-E-A-T, they are associated with lower body weight and with longevity, with better overall health, and it's important to recognize the difference between planned exercise and just being active. So we put a lot of weight on the exercise part rather than thinking of it, just get moving. If you just want to start dancing and you don't even have to have music, you could do that. I mean, you know, you could just stand up at your desk or, uh, you know, maybe your coworkers will think you're crazy, but I'm kind of dancing all the time. So I'll be outside and I'll just I will just dance to the sound of the of the creeks running. I, I don't even need the music. Now, formal exercise is going to get you to the goalpost faster. Okay, there's no doubt about that. And vigorous exercise often will bring the biggest health benefits, at least for young people and for healthy people. But even if you don't move enough to meet the federal recommendations, any progress toward them 
is going to correspond to better health and to a longer lifespan. So you don't want to put a time scale on it and you don't want to put an intensity on it. You just want to go back to the old days when movement was a way of life. You know, we grew up in, um, I mean, we didn't, but our our forefathers um, and probably our grandparents or great-grandparents grew up in agrarian societies. Now, I am actually from a farm, farm, so I actually am one of those people where you actually got up with the sunshine <laughs> And you didn't stop work until it was dark and you were moving all the time because you were outside. You were tilling the soil. You were pulling fences. You were chopping down trees. You were digging ditches. You were cleaning out creeks. You know, you were hunting, fishing, doing all those things. So that was really what would keep you active. But as in the last century, as we have moved into our more technological and more um, commercialized lifestyle, then we that's when gyms started having to happen. But let's just go over some easy ways to move more. Let's say you're a homebody. You don't need to leave the house to get in some meaningful movement. You can clean. You can make household repairs. You can, you know, rake the leaves, even cooking a meal count as physical activity. So think about all the things. You can do your laundry, um, you go around the house and um, dust the plants, you can go water the plants. When you are working with kids, picking up toys, making beds, folding clothes, you know, sweeping out the garage, all of those things, those are things that you do at home. And I I really challenge you to look on your Fitbit or your watch or your phone if you have an exercise uh, app on that. And one day when you're home and you're just doing your own home things, check how much you're moving. I really was shocked over the weekend before I knew I was going to do this show. I wanted to test myself on this. Now, I had a lot of things I had to do outside, a lot of chores. I was I was fixing, fixing some fences. I was pruning some trees and all this. But it was amazing. I didn't do any formal exercise. But I had over 13,000 steps. And it was like six, six miles that I walked. And I was only walking around my own garden in my own house. So... I really encourage you, think about that. If you're a homebody, just check it out. But just get off the couch, you know, turn off the turn off the television. Uh, maybe just, you know, put in your earbuds in and listen to our show on Voice America or go to iTunes or something and find Star Style Be The Star You Are and you can just keep in touch with us. Now, the other thing is park far away. Walking is linked to the most incredible health benefits because it lowers your body weight and it lowers your blood pressure. It increases your mental health and of course it leads to a longer life. So you can rack up extra steps by choosing a distant spot. Now if you do have any knee injuries or back injuries you know, or you have difficulty with mobility, that may not be an option for you. But if you're not challenged with mobility issues, what a great way is just to find a parking spot. It might be cheaper too, further away from where you need to go and walk there. And while you're walking, pay attention to what's all around you. And you can also do a meditation. So you could kind of get in a few things at one time. Now, dancing, as I said, dancing can burn up to 300 calories every half hour. That's 600 calories an hour, and it is linked to an increase in the white matter in the brain. So that, our white matter in the brain, by the way, degrades with age, and we're aging every day. So get dancing. I was uh, FaceTiming uh, my granddaughter recently, and I said to her, do you like to dance? And just by the word dance, she's just started dancing. And now she's only one years old. And it was unbelievable. She was just like a crazy little girl, just dancing all around. And I thought, how great if she can keep that up. So start dancing. 
And if you have a partner, when you get home from work, grab your partner and then turn on the music and dance around your apartment. I think that you'll have fun and you'll laugh and you'll get some calories off too. Now, explore the outdoors. Again, I I talk about gardening a lot and nature walks and hiking, but even bird watching is considered a built-in movement. Birds, unlike humans, they don't sit around much. So what that means is if you are bird watching, you're going to have to move around with them. So just being outside brings a lot of health benefits, and it is a big stress relief. We've talked about on this show uh, how just walking in nature, especially through a forest or around trees, and it could be in a park, is uh, lowers lowers your blood pressure. It is that Japanese forest bathing that we um, we really all can embrace for better better life and a longer life and more health. So just explore the outdoors, and a good hike is always fun. Carry your own groceries. Now you don't need to lift dumbbells to work out your arms. Everyday weight-bearing tasks like lugging a gallon of milk from the car to the kitchen can strengthen bones and muscles. Now, what I do when I'm on a hike is I usually bring two, um, you know, two recyclable bottles of water because I like to drink a lot of water when I'm outside, and I just use those like dumbbells. So I hike with my water bottles and I move my arms, and that's really that's a real good workout. For your arms, you can do the same thing while you are watching TV. If you are binging on Netflix, think about, um, you know, using, and there you could use some dumbbells, but not too heavy ones. You know, three-pound ones are just fine. That'll just get your, get your circulation going and tone your muscles. Now, as far as um, cars, you know, we are a car society here in America, but if you can ditch the car, And if you have a short commute, for example, and maybe you could either walk or bike or use a scooter, that would really be a great thing. And again, if you do have long commutes, make your car a rolling university where you can listen to uh, to uh, to lessons, things that are, you know, you can listen to books on tape or listen to talk radio or listen to something that is going to enhance you. And that, to me, it's always important. I like to listen to a lot of things that empower me and help me be a smarter and happier person. So, again, just get up and move. In fact, right now, if you, unless you're in your car, if you're in your car, you can't do anything, but maybe you could take one of your arms and, and you know, like just use it as a wave. That's another thing I do when I'm in my car. I, I keep, I'm, I know you're probably supposed to keep two hands on the wheel, but sometimes I'll just do one if I'm in a straightaway and I'm not, you know, in curves or in a lot of traffic. And I'll use one arm that I will just kind of, you know, lift up and down and don't have your phone on you. By the way, I use that water bottle again and I just, that way I get a little exercise. But if you're not in your car, why don't you stand up right now and take a really big deep breath in through the nose and exhale through your mouth and then just move all your body around. Shake your head, shake your shoulders, shake your arms, shake your legs And then do like a little jog right in front of your office there or a huddle, you know, like when they do with the football huddles where they just sort of run in space, uh, in place. Yeah, I guess you could run in space too. Whatever you do that is going to get you moving is going to help you be healthier. So our goal for today is to get up and to move more. So think about that. Move more, sit less, and no matter what form the movement takes or how long it lasts, it is going to be beneficial. So when we come back from break, Wooly will be talking about the science of happiness. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'll be back in just a bit, so stay with us and join the conversation. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites 
Here's Cynthia Bryan. Every day it's important to have positive input into your business life. We are creatures of habit and it's so easy to get bogged down with the latest bad news and the financial failures that are all around us. But the words you use determine the attitude you will project. So be cautious that you're using success talk, not poor me talk. What we think about and talk about comes about. So how about adjusting our attitudes to create the outcome we want in our daily encounters? Be enthusiastic about your next project. And the chances are you will recruit many people who want to play on your team. Even when you seem to hit a stone wall, keep in mind, there's always a way to get around it, to go over it, to go through it, or just plain knock it down. So don't give up. Adjust your attitude to one of success, and that's probably what you're going to succeed. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, Visit Cynthia Bryan, that's B-R-I-A-N dot com, Cynthia Bryan dot com. Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. The pursuit of happiness may be an age-old aspiration, But research on the subject has become one of today's hottest fields with a host of fascinating findings that are coming out. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and this is the Empowerment Channel. Well, everybody does want to be happy, and today researchers are interested in learning what makes us happy as well as What is behind our deeply held but often misguided beliefs about that emotional state? So we thought, oh, it's going to be about privilege or access to resources or material pleasures or comfort or safety. And all these are basic issues. But what we've left out in a dramatic way are the importance of our interpersonal relationships and our communities. So in the last several years, Scientific research centered on happiness and well-being has just really exploded. And it's a startling number of experts that are driving some of that research and using the findings to put students, clients, and fellow humans on pathways to happier, more meaningful lives. So why is contributing to the greater good so good for us? This is the big thing that has really kept me going. Kindness, generosity, benevolence, looking to others as viable collaborators and relationship partners or sources and recipients of social support. All of that is tied to a physiological profile that supports health and well-being. There's also research showing that being generous to others is intrinsically rewarding. So why is that? 
what it does is it engages our dopamine reward circuits when we have an opportunity to serve another person's welfare. And those looking for simple ways to put the science into practice can find a lot of research-based activities, um, at, of course, on the websites, on many different websites. And the important thing is like what we are trying to do here at Be The Star You Are and at Star Style is to celebrate the positive things, celebrate people's joyful news, um, celebrate people's random acts of kindness, and, you know, even how people are interacting with strangers. So it, being happy is something that it's hard to put your finger on it. What is it that really makes you happy? Now, there are some studies of activities that show approximately 50% of our happiness is determined by genetics. Now, I found that really interesting. 10% by our circumstances, like income, where we live, where we work, and then 40% by our daily activities. Now, some people are naturally happier than others, but most researchers allow for the fact that there's a large proportion of our happiness that is under our control. And that's the fact that we can make some changes to, which can really improve our relative levels of happiness and give us an optimistic message. Now, speaking for myself, I do feel that I was born happy. So I can see that that 50% is probably genetic. My Most of my family are happy people. And even, you know, if they came from... Uh, from poorer circumstances, didn't have much in the way of um, what you would call material goods. There was always food and family and lots of love and encouragement and all of that. So that's what, you know, was the connections with people and with nature that made people happy. But I have really believed that so much of our happiness is a choice. Every day when I get up, I have that choice. I can make this a great day or I can make it a not so great day. Now, with that being said, of course, life happens. You know, you get in your car and you back out of a parking lot and somebody runs into you and dang it, it's not your fault. But still, you're going to have to pay that $500 deductible, you know, unless it's proven that it's not your fault. But it's a parking lot. So the insurance company is probably going to just do a 50-50. Well, you don't have any control over that. However, you do have control how you react to it. So you can just accept that this has happened and move on and decide, all right, nothing, nothing bad happened. Nobody was hurt. You know, so is a dent in the car. It's going to take, it's going to take some time to get things fixed and blah, blah, blah. But maybe just be happy that you have insurance that's going to cover all that. So again, happiness can be a choice. Now, there's focus. Uh, there was a recent um, research that was focused on rumination, and this is a finds that the distraction appears to effectively reduce negative emotions, and gratitude appears to reduce negative emotions and increase positive ones. And basically, you can use gratitude to interrupt the rumination process and not only decrease feeling badly, but also improve feeling good. Now, what is rumination? That is when you feel like, nobody likes me, I'm going to go eat worms. And you just keep thinking about this all the time. My sister actually worked for an attorney who used to use that uh, that line, and we've all adopted it because she would say, well, let me go out and dig some worms for you then. <laughs> and then that would make him smile, and he'd realize that he was just being, being negative. So, and he would just, you know, he would ruminate about things that he were in his, some were in his control, some were not in his control. But the ones that were in his control, he, it was important that he would learn that he could make them more positive. And he could be happier. Now, psychology traditionally has been focused on how do we take people from a negative five to zero, from miserable to surviving, because miserable to surviving, it's not enough. The goal is how do you get people from negative five to five? How do you get them 
to happy, to thriving, to engaged, to finding meaning in the world. And some of the things, the way that we can do that is we need to increase our awareness of positive emotions, including, but not limited to, joy and awe and gratitude and serenity and courage and pride and love. And these are some of the definitions of happiness. When we have all of those emotions and learning to stretch them out over time. And there are other places and other pieces to that puzzle too. When we have positive relationships, engagement, a meaning in our life, and positive action, then we can be aware of the positive emotions so we can spot the negative ones and we can learn to, to eliminate them and to savor the positive. Also, we can encourage acknowledging our less positive emotions. Now, part of happiness is realizing that you're not going to be happy all the time. And it's really important that when you are sad, that you linger in that sadness until you can let it go because you don't want to sweep things under the rug. That's not healthy. That doesn't help you to be happy. You really, you know, this is all being part of human. We have to feel all our emotions. Emotions are going to ebb and flow. And part of it is accepting how we feel about our emotions without judging them. We are going to have bad days. It's just part of it. There are days that you're going to want to pull the sheets over your head and just stay there. Well, maybe, you know, give yourself a a time to, to mourn, to grieve, to be sad, but then realize that the sun's going to come out tomorrow. (laughs) Don't want to get Annie going here, but it does. So we just have to realize that sometimes the pursuit of happiness can actually be a pitfall. How our emotions and the way we think about them affect our happiness and health is of particular interest because we don't want to have an overzealous pursuit of happiness. Because when you do that, across cultures that place a strong value on happiness, where people say they would like to be happier than they generally are, it's interesting because they're perhaps not generally unhappy and they're not depressed but it suggests to them that they're striving for something that might be an extreme level of happiness so we have to examine how the pursuit of happiness can affect the well-being of all of us now there have been a lot of participants and studies in the united states and there has been a correlation found between overvaluing happiness and actually having Um, more depressive symptoms, and lower satisfaction in life. Now, what does that mean? It means that when we're pursuing happiness, you know, as if it is just the ultimate goal, we're not living in the moment. And so we're not enjoying life as it's happening to us. Instead, we're believing that that we could be happier, that there's more to it. So we really need to stop doing that. The study suggests there's a culturally bound phenomenon where negative effects or correlations of overvaluing happiness that we see perhaps here in the United States can have something to do as a cultural view of happiness. So we seem to view it as more an individual pursuit and an individual state rather than a social pursuit or a shared state among people. So what do we actually just need to do in order to be happy? Practice makes happiness. Put the science into action with these simple research-based positive activities. Focus on three good things. Write down three upbeat things that happened today and reflect on why they went well. Because our brains are wired to pay attention to negative, so we can address it, obviously, in order to be able to live. But have some more gratitude. It's a way to redirect some of your focus to all the good things happening in your life to circumvent the inherent focus on the negative. Do some random acts of kindness. Today, commit to doing five different acts of kindness. Maybe change a neighbor's light bulbs, treat a friend to lunch, say hello to a stranger, pay the toll for someone. Generosity is a critical strategy for strengthening social bonds and developing trusting connections that predict the possibility of future support. When generosity is directed towards dangers, you're actually cultivating a greater sense of common human humanity. 
And then cop, you know, capitalize on positive events. Ask someone you know to share something favorable that happened to him or her today. Listen intently and offer encouragement. Practice active, constructive, and uh, capitalizing on enthusiasm. And, you know, say things like, tell me more about that. So what it does is it'll create a positive upward emotional spiral where everybody will win and we will all be happy. Well, thank you so much for being great listeners and joining me here on Star Style every week. We are here with you Wednesdays from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. We hope that we can help you change your life for the better and make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To make a donation or get involved with Be The Star You Are, charity that brings you this show, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. And I hope that you'll read a book and you'll pick up one of our books. Visit CynthiaBryan.com forward slash books. All the books that you buy, the 100% of the money will go to Be The Star You Are charity to increase literacy and positive media messages like you hear on this radio show and our young adult show, Express Yourself. Until we celebrate next week, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you, and I encourage you to be the star you are. Make this a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and always be here. 4 to 5 p.m. on Wednesdays on Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Thanks for joining me. Until next week, be the stars you are. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to be the star you ignite the flame that burns brightly within Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.